The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song they made from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play The cowboy hat looks good, brother. Thanks. You look good as a cowboy. <laughs> it's been a long time. What, since you were a cowboy? Yep. <laughs> okay, Steve, you ready to go? I'm ready, man, whenever you are. All right, folks, here we go with another episode of Classic Rock Battles, The Limey and the Yank. Yeah, baby. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Limey and the Yank show. Of course, I'm the Limey and the other guy that's in the big country is the Yank, but I've got a bigger hat <laughs> than him. We are doing the second half of our country music history, which is awesome, right, buddy? It is, and there's so much information here that we're, once again, barely going to scratch the surface, but we'll try to continue to do more shows along this theme because... Can I read them the list? Of course you can. I'll let you. Just don't be boring and make it quick. Here is a list of how many genres of country music there are read as fast as I can. There is country, hillbilly, boogie, western, western swing, Bakersfield, electric guitar, rocky, rockabilly, bluegrass, red dirt, Tejano, Nashville sound, hot string country, neo country, truck driving country, honky tonk, ranchera, outlaw country, countrypolitan, young country, stadium country, country rap, alternative country, country pop, and cowpunk. There you go. Hey, try saying that after a few pints of Guinness. You could never do it, right? Right. Yeah. We're doing our second half. And happy Easter to everybody. If you celebrate Easter and all those other religious holidays, we're here and happy and enjoying and spreading the word of beautiful country music, which is a national phenomenon. And I'm going to jump in where we left off because this is our second half, brother. And we're going to be doing, um, I want to do Mini Pearl. Who's right. Mini Pearl? Do you know Mini Pearl? I definitely do because when I was a kid, Mini Pearl came and talked at our church. No way. I didn't know that. I kid you not. Yeah, Did she, she actually, she was charming and funny and just clever. Did she wear a hat with a little tag on? Which, Absolutely. Although by the way, outfit and everything, right? With a little <laughs> price tag hanging off one side. <laughs> Cost the sit sixty nine cents on that hat. It's probably sixty nine dollars right now, right? With inflation. And exactly. she she started off in the nineteen forties, and she actually she was on the Grand Old Opry for fifty years, believe it or not, fifty years. And well. She started off, you know, with um, Grand Old Opry, but then they started with Hee Haw. Hee Haw. <laughs> That's right. I admit it. I loved that show. I loved it because actually it was kind of, it wasn't fair because he had great music, but they were made out to be like country bumpkins, which is all right. But they did have some beautiful ladies jumping out of those cornfields with the little outfits on. I hope my wife isn't listening. <laughs> well, the fun thing about Hee Haw is at the time, Laugh-In was a really popular show that was kind of daring in that some of its humor was a little socially uncomfortable. But Hee Haw was trying to be the down-home country fun time version 
of Laugh-In. It was a comedy variety show with lots of musical talent. Actually, I didn't connect the two, but now you're saying it, you're right. Laugh-In with Goldie Hawn. It was the same type of thing, only with country music, and that's what we're talking about. There but, were you plenty know, of country stars on Hee Haw, but I hate to tell you the whole thing was run out of Burbank, California, partner. Yee-hawgie. <laughs> Nashville radio station WS, WSM discovered her. All right, can you do go and do it? I can do it in an English accent. Howdy. Go Howdy. do it. Howdy. Okay, you do it better than me because you're, you're from the side of the planet. I'm from the other side, but at least I tried, okay? Um, and let's play. Can we play a little bit of the song that um, I mean, it's, all the songs actually were about how to catch a man. Did I say that right, man? How to catch? No, not not all of the songs. The thing is, Minnie Pearl was mostly a stand-up comedian. She she did some she did some songs, and I happen to have one for us from Hee Haw to kind of be a a nod back to that time. She did a lot of songs catching a man. I don't believe you. She, well, she this did. particular song is a gospel song, and it's about, uh, well, it's pretty much about uh, heaven, and it's called Will the Circle Be Unbroken? I love it. And now this one, she's singing with the co-hosts of Hee Haw, so her voice is front and center, but it's a whole bunch of people. I'll play you a little bit here. Absolutely love it. And what a great, great weekend being Easter weekend to talk about heaven, brother. I love it. But that's how it started, right? Rob, it came from the gospel roots of... Uh... Yep, gospel and folk. And the neat thing is country also had a lot of in, uh, influence from blues and jazz because the early part of the 20th century, we talked about this a bit on the first episode, it was really rough for a lot of people. And so regardless of, you know, racism was still rampant. There were still institutional problems, a lot of social injustice going on. But the truth is there were also a lot of people who were really poor, black and white, and all sorts of colors in between, who had to leave their families to go find work. They had to use the railroad to work on the railroad or travel to other parts of the country and find odd jobs and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And she she performed so many times at the Grand Ole Opry, which is now the Ryman Center, you know, because they built a new Grand Ole Opry. Um, and, uh, you know, on May 2, let's see, 2010, actually, I'm looking at my notes here, uh, it, they had a dev- devastated flood. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nashville has had some really bad flooding. And I remember 2010. That was really rough. I I know people in that area. I used to live an hour away from Nashville and my heart definitely went out to them. It was and they just recently had another wave of floods. Yeah, I they, it was just last week where they just had a sudden wave of flooding. So 
it's rough. Yeah. They had, they had to repair everything, spent a lot of money, but it was beautiful. And I was there like yeah. just, just before the uh, epidemic, we had a wonderful time. If I can suggest to anybody out there, if you've never been, if you love country music and you want to live country music, you sit on one of those wooden benches and you will never, ever be the same. It's like being in the church, which I think they, they called it actually Church of Country Music. I can see that. Yeah. So did you go to the Grand Ole Opry? Uh, yeah, that's where we went, the the Ryman, which was the original Grand Old Opry. You know, we haven't been to the new one, but uh, I wanted to get back and go back into history and visit the old one, which is that's what you do when you're a tourist, right? I went there when I was a kid, so I guess uh, early 80s I was there. I got to see the Grand Old Opry and... As a, as a child, it was late at night. I was kind of tired. I had a hard time staying awake, but I was loving the performances. And the, one thing I really remember seeing all these different performers was it was really amazing how much glamour there was to all the rhinestones. Like Ernest Tubb walks out and he does walking the floor over you and he's pacing around and he's got so many rhinestones that they're just going off when they hit the lights. They're flashing everywhere like some sort of little disco show. <laughs> <laughs> like a rhinestone cowboy. Okay, cowboy, you know who sung that? Glenn Campbell, right? <laughs> yep. I loved him. God bless his soul. He was absolutely awesome. But we're dedicating this to country music and all the greats of country music. And I'm going to move on and go with, um, well, there's two of them. There's Hank Williams and there's Hank Williams Jr., but um, let's give tribute to Hank Williams. What do you say, buddy? Yeah, 19... let's take a moment and talk about old Hank Sr. 1923 to 1952. Yep. You know, the light that shines the brightest doesn't always shine the longest, whether it's Elvis or Hank. But if you look at his lifetime and what he gave in country music, and to the people is an absolute phenomenon, you know? Unfortunately, you know, when success, fame, and power comes into people's lives, you know, drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff kind of starts kicking in, but we, we won't go into the negative, but uh, it's a shame that we lost him at such an early age. Um, it really is, yeah. 35 singles and 11 number one hits in that short period of time. And I didn't even know this until I was looking at notes and stuff. Um, his manager, uh, and it, who was his wife, Audrey Shepard, uh, one of the most influential uh, musicians in country. And the song, and I don't know if he got it lined up because he's got like, like I said, you know, he's got all these great, you know, 35 singles and 11 number one hits is, hey, good looking. Hey, not, I'm not singing about you. I'm talking about the English good looking. Well, I don't, I'd like to talk about Hank for a moment, too. So Sure. Go ahead, is, buddy. Hank came from this point where... Um, there was It was kind of laying the groundwork for rock and roll, was rockabilly. But before then, 
Hank was actually part of a tradition that's now called Western Swing. This was this point in time where Hollywood brought us the singing cowboys and the yodeling cowgirls and all sorts of upbeat Southern Western fantasy. And so gospel and country and blues, this is great. It mixed with swing and even jazz, and it caused this kind of dance hall fad known as Western Swing. So Western Swing was probably the craziest time in country music because it was such a mix. It even had like folk, Dixieland, jazz, blues, swing. You even had polka mixed in with Western Swing. But I'm going to get to Hank, don't worry. I just wanted to point that out because this was kind of a split in country music. You had the folk tradition stuff like Woody Guthrie singing about the hard times, but then you had Hank doing the whole cowboy thing, and that really came to be known as mainstream country as they started adopting it in as country and western. Exactly. So Hank's song, Hey Good Looking, he wrote this in about 20 minutes. Incredible. On a plane. But I mentioned this also because of a second thing. We talked about Woody Guthrie doing folk music and folk always borrowed from older songs. They didn't consider it stealing to take a melody and redo it and put new lyrics in. They considered it a way to get people to listen, to kind of recognize what they were doing. They're like, I know that song, but those words are different. And they'd, they'd listen and pay more attention. So I say that because Hank actually used... Um, he used a different, he used Cole Porter's song, Hey Good Lookin'. And he just rewrote it with his own lyrics and created a country tune out of it. Um, in fact, this little bit that I'm going to give you, and this is the reason I'm doing all this talking, is that the bit I'm going to play is from a 1952 TV performance that's one of the very few film clips of Hank Williams performing live. And if you go look at that on our playlist on YouTube, you'll even catch a glimpse of a young June Carter... As they kick things off, you know, the Carter family? Of course. They, yep. they started it, right? Yep. So here you go. Here is Hank doing the song that my grandfather used to sing just for fun. Hey, good looking. I got a hot rod Ford and a $2 bill. And I know a spot right over the hill. That's soda pop and the dancing free. So if you want to have fun, come along with me. Say, hey. Hey, any any country fans, if you don't know that song, you do not know country, because that is amazing. And he did other things like your your cheating heart, move it all over. Oh, yeah, and, and I, I picked that particular bit because he's singing about how he's got a hot rod Ford and let's go have a good time. And yeah. that is so rock and roll. You can hear the roots of rock and roll in that. Yeah, because he always bring like hot rods and speed and American graffiti and all that kind of stuff, buddy. That is yeah. amazing. And he was inducted into the Country Hall of Fame songwriters because he was a great songwriter, too. Yeah. Not only could he perform fantastically, and um, son of J.R. Carriers on on hits, and um, his legacy today goes on forever, brother. Yep, and there's also Hank the Third, of course. So yeah, it's a generational thing now, just yeah, like the Carter family. That is exactly right, and Hank Junior's Junior, Hank Williams Junior, I should say. He took on his legacy and he's still performing today. And what a wonderful artist he is. Oh, yeah. 
And the thing about it is this whole Nashville sound, uh, actually this whole Western swing cowboy stuff, as it moves into the 1960s, it come it becomes called the Nashville sound. That's, that's one of the mainstream names for it as Nashville starts to be big. I wanted to bring that back around because we talked about Nashville. Hey, it's all about Nashville, brother. If you have a visit Nashville, I've got a couple of tips and places to go which are going to take you on a memory trip. And it's one of the most wonderful cities I've ever been to. And moving on to, you want to go next? Or do you want me to pick out our next country I would like legend? I talk a little bit about the beginning of the 1960s because I got two pieces here that are really good, but I'll just go ahead and do one at a time. I wanted to mention the... Uh, the beautiful music that came from the country sound of the 60s that was kind of fed by this 50s stuff, Patsy Cline. Patsy oh, Cline had a beautiful voice. She, too, like Hank Sr., was a rising star who faded, well, who fell pretty fast, unfortunately. But uh, her famous, her most famous song is I Fall to Pieces. I'm going to hear a little bit. You bet. I've I've picked a specific passage here for you to hear, kind of get to get the essence of this sound. And this is Patsy Cline, I Fall to Pieces. I Hey, buddy, how can you not fall to pieces when a voice as gorgeous as that singing such a gorgeous tune? You just melt, don't you? Yeah, she you had could... a beautiful voice. And there were a lot of female country artists who started to really become big in the 1960s and 70s. It was great. Oh, what a great song. I fall to pieces. i got to pick myself up. That is like so amazing. All right. I'm going into the men again. Men and ladies, it don't matter if you're talented, we're taking you. That's all I'm saying. All right, you're talking about the 60s. When I think as a little boy in the 60s, I remember Roger Miller from Fort Worth, Texas, which had his up and down career. Sometimes he was great. Sometimes he flopped. Uh, born in Oklahoma in the 50s. Um, songwriter again, uh, his influences were Hank Williams, uh, Bob Willis, and um, you know, it's funny how you start from the dirt. And as a little boy at 17, um, he started off stealing a guitar, believe it or not. Really? Uh, yeah, and they caught him, and to avoid jail time. Um, they they let him out because he had to join the army. Oh, yeah, you could. Isn't that great? Maybe we should do it now, man. You know, if you make something wrong, put you in the army for a year or two, get you straightened out, and then you won't have to go to prison. You know, that kind of sounds like it'd be a great movie plot too. <laughs> 
But yeah, Roger Miller, you think of him as being a little pop star too, but he was definitely a country star. And all right, I'm prejudiced and I'm from the old country, England, but I'm not just saying it because I'm from there, but one of the songs I like is uh, like songs like England Swings. And it does swing, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I won't do the Austin Powers bit, but yeah, baby, baby. Do you have that queued up? Uh, I sure do. And I love the fact that you picked this because it's such a, to me, it's kind of a strange little song because it's absolutely country and it's absolutely British. This is <laughs> perfect for our show. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I love it. You got to go right. backwards and forwards, England, America, right? That's right. All right, y'all. Here you go. England Swings by Roger Miller. England swings like a pendulum do Bobby's own bicycles two by two Westminster Abbey, the Tower of Big Ben The rosy red cheeks of the little children Now if you huff and puff and you finally save enough money up Take your family on a trip across the sea Take a tip before you take your trip Let me tell you where to go I got to tell you a fun story about Roger Miller, which is that Go ahead. I loved his music from a very, very early age. And it's partly because Gen Xers like me didn't really get a lot of good stuff out of Disney when we were kids. So they made this Disney's Robin Hood in 1973, and then it was years before they did another animated film. So when I was about three years old... I got to see Robin Hood in the theaters, and I was a tiny child, but it left an impression on me. I had the little the little 33 records that were this big that had Roger Miller's music from that movie, because he played a character. He played a bard who tells the story of Robin Hood, and he's narrating the whole thing with his voice, and he even sings some songs, so he's got that distinctive, lovely, resonant voice. And it was fun because even though Robin Hood is an English story, Disney's animation, everybody's Southern. The Sheriff of Nottingham, they're all Southern. Hang on, hang on. Even Robin Hood was Southern? I don't know about that. I, I remember the, the show because I love Disney. They're awesome. Um, but he was a fox, right? He was, and I will admit, the main characters, he and Maid Marian, were a little bit closer to Carrie Elwes with that with that clear, distinctive, transatlantic voice. But no, all the other characters, the sheriff, um, they they were all um, they were all Southerners. The the two little buzzards I remember that worked for the sheriff of Nottingham. I'm just glad the they made the itself, they had them country fine voices for cartoons. <laughs> I'm just glad they made the English hero a fox, which we've got more foxes over here too, you know, not just in the States. But yeah, Roger Miller, unbelievable history. And but not to get out of country, his biggest massive hit, which when he was on a downslope in his career, um, and he wanted to make a comeback, and it was a worldwide phenomenal massive hit. Was all right. I'm going to sing a little bit. Okay. Okay. Trail, trailers for sale are rent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rooms, Rooms to, to let 50, 50 cents. cents. 
No comb, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. I never smoked, but anyway, that's the way the song goes. That that was it. And you know, it knocked. Yeah, I love it. And it knocked the Beatles off the number one slot in that time in England. It was so massive. And he became such a phenomenal again. And he came right back with that. And the rest is history, I guess. I had no idea, but I will tell folks that our playlist on our YouTube channel has the video for England Swings, which is on British TV, and it is quite an unusual, very 60s-looking thing to check out. Uh, so thanks, you Roger. You're a country singer talking about bobbies on bicycles, two by two. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out for that. Uh, 1936, 1992, Roger Miller. All right, buddy. I've got plenty lined up on my, and what you got coming to me next? I want to take a moment and once again, talk about country and the blues kind of moving in and out of each other's genres and hitting the charts. Cause the sixties, every decade has a, has a period of time, sometimes more than one where country is just all across all the charts and all across the world. And people love it in New York city or they love it over in England. But in this case, I want to take a moment to talk about Ray Charles because one of his most popular songs that hit the country charts in the 1960s is also beautifully produced, and that is I Can't Stop Loving You. That was a country song? No, it was a song that had, it was more like blues and soul, but it hit the country charts and was very popular. It was popular across the charts, but it was an example of how country and soul and blues sometimes wove in and out of each other. I'll play a little bit of it for you. You can see what I mean. Oh, one of my, hey, excuse me. One of my favorite songs of all time. It breaks my heart. I'm probably going to start crying. So, yeah, think about about Uh, the sound of Patsy Cline's I Fall to Pieces and then listen to this, which is kind of produced the same way. Amazing. Let's hear it, buddy. They say that time heals a broken heart, but time has to steal since we've been apart. I love that song. I know all the words. When I was a little kid, they never stopped playing it on English radio. It must have been number one. I think everything he did was just about number one. What that is an awesome. Ar- and you can hear those that strummed guitar, that boom. That soft rhythm that says, yeah, if you're in a honky tonk, this is the slow dance where you grab your cowgirl and you all dance together real slow. Yeah, baby. You don't think as Ray Charles because he just went through the genre, you know, country, rock, uh, 
just like Stevie Wonder, he had all these different categories. But yeah, absolutely amazing, brother. That's a great pick. I don't know if I can follow up with a better pick than that. But I guess I can because... Hey kids, time to go for now, but don't forget you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter, and you can stop by our YouTube channel where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons, so you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again.